This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. A lot of people divided on uh, social media, online, over this story. Yes. This is the Blue Jays pitcher, Anthony Bass. His wife was on a flight a few days ago. She's 22 weeks pregnant. She was on the flight with her five-year-old and two-year-old kids. And uh, Anthony Bass, the pitcher, was a little upset uh, after the flight was over because he tweeted out a picture of the kids in the seat playing on their iPads, and there's a bunch of popcorn uh, beneath the chair or their seat on the flight. And he tweeted out, The flight attendant at United just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a 5-year-old and a 2-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess made by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? Um, and since then, I think he expected that every single person would be on his site, but it's uh, on his side, but it's kind of divided down the middle. In fact, I'd say I've seen more people against the pitcher than for him. Saying that they shouldn't have made the mess and you're responsible if you, uh, if you cause that kind of chaos in your area on an airplane. Yeah. Or at the, at the very least, there's no need to put the airline on blast. For that right. request. Yeah, I, I don't think it's wrong for the flight attendant to ask the pregnant wife to clean up the popcorn, but I don't think they have to say, okay. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, good luck with your life. I'm getting off the plane. They have people that clean the plane, right? I, I thought they did every time it landed. This mess is more than most passengers will leave behind for sure. And I guess there is two types of people in the world. Like if you go to a movie theater, there's the people who will uh, clean their garbage up after the movie ends, and then there's the people who just leave their crap lying on the floor. Yeah, totally. Someone else's problem. That's uh-huh. what you're paying for. There is about 15 to 20 kernels, just to describe the, the mess. It's not crazy by any stretch of the imagination. Where did the popcorn come from? They're not serving popcorn on the plane, are they? Like, I don't you, think I've seen that before. Can you buy a? Is it smart food or can you buy a bag of popcorn on the flight? Because if if you can, then it's kind of the airline's own fault. Yeah, or even if you can buy the smart food in one of the convenience stores in the waiting area as you're waiting for your flight, then that's fair game. You can eat it on the flight. I, you know, I think that I, if I was the wife, I would have just said, "Nope, not cleaning up," and moved on with my day. I, I honestly don't. I don't like this thing where. Every little issue somebody has has to be put on Twitter, and everybody wants to an apology or to get paid or something. Just move on with your life. You don't like the on blast culture that we're it, experiencing no, right now. It's too much. It's all petty. It's all like rumory gossip stuff. Just you're a millionaire. You know what I mean. You don't. <laughs> this isn't a problem for you. You know what I mean. Yeah. Get over it, or get your kids some snacks that aren't so crumbly when they fly. <laughs> Let's crumble these sure. snacks. You can afford them. The Taz and Jim Podcast. I was just asked off the air if I firsthand found out that Gateway Casinos is shut down. <laughs> you thought maybe I went to go uh, toss some money in a slot machine and the doors were locked? Yeah, and they're like, no! Let me in! Ah, <laughs> I'm down! I need up! Uh, yeah, but it's happening though, eh? Across yeah. Ontario. Weird. The funny thing is, I, I did talk to a friend yesterday who went to uh, play some slots in London on Sunday evening. And when he got there, there was a sign on the door saying, Gateway Casinos shut down because of technical difficulties. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, 
I, I was a little jealous for a second, thinking that maybe the slot machines all went crazy and started <laughs> spitting out money and I missed it. Never seems to happen that way. No. But it looks like it is a, a data breach or a cybersecurity incident that has been detected by Gateway Casinos. They say that uh, operations will remain closed for the coming days. They have third-party cyber professionals working 24-7 to help us restore the IT environment. Mm. It's got to be pretty serious because casinos don't just shut down for no reason. Oh, yeah. They must be losing a ton of money right now. Yeah. So, like, is it the... The user data, you know, if you're a member of the uh, the points club, did that stuff get breached? Is this one of those situations where somebody hacks into their system and then holds them for ransom, which we've seen with big organizations like mm-hmm. hospitals, et cetera, over the past couple of years? Yeah. It seems like when I was reading the article, it is like a data breach, like the membership uh, thing has been leaked. Like it seems to be happening across companies all across Canada where the, the, the data that the members have is either credit card, their address, everything else is, is the thing that's vulnerable. Somebody hacks into that stuff. Other times it'll be they just hack into the system and they, they make it inoperable and say, unless you pay us X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. we are not going to fix your system. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to do that to casino people. Have you seen the movie <laughs> Casino? Well, everybody's seen, seen Ocean's Eleven now, so they think they can rip it off and get away with it. You may end up with Joe Pesci and a baseball bat in a cornfield if you're on the wrong side of that transaction. <laughs> but Gateway working uh, to rectify the situation will let you know when the casino opens up again. But uh, as of right now, Across southwestern Ontario, Clinton, Chatham, Hanover, Point Edwards, Sarnia, Woodstock, and London at the Western Fair District, all those gateway casinos are closed down right now. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Someone does something of note, we like to give them a Taz and Jim kudos. Sounds like this right here. There we go. (laughs) Uh, And this is a a well-deserved kudos. A Philadelphia pizza delivery man is getting praise for tripping a suspected car thief that was running away from the cops. (laughs) So this guy, he's on the front porch. It was captured on the ring camera or whatever at the house he was delivering a pizza to. Mm -hmm. Guy's got the pizza in his hand. He's just about to hand it to the homeowner when a car screeches to a halt right in uh, in the street in front of the house. Two cop cars... Right behind it, guy jumps out of the car, starts running from the cops. Pizza guy, pizza still in his hand, walks over, sticks his leg out, trips the guy hard. He falls flat on his face. Cops jump on him and arrest him. (laughs) I love a classic trip. It's so simple, yet so effective. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Here is the uh, the pizza man talking about how things went down. And this guy sounds like a total. I stuck beauty. my leg out and caught a pretty nasty bruise on it, but it's it is what it is. I'll I'll survive. We were high fiving, honestly. We were celebrating together a little bit, but I, I felt good about it, and I, I think they were happy to have an extra uh, hand or foot to help them out. You know, <laughs> this guy's ready for media. Yeah, you got to do it, right? I mean, uh, look what happened when Peter Parker didn't trip the bad guy. Yeah. That, oh, that boy. Was running down the hallway. Uncle Ben. Yeah, poor Uncle Ben, R.I.P. <laughs> Could have been uh, the pizza guy's uncle if yeah. you didn't trip him. Yeah, you got it. With great 
pizza power comes great responsibility. He is like a superhero, not Spider-Man. He's Pizza Man. <laughs> I wish he would have used the pizza to stop him. That's the only thing that's missing. Use it as a Frisbee and yeah. get him in the back of the head and yeah. knock him down. <laughs> or like throw it under his feet and he slips backwards. <laughs> Use the slices as ninja stars. Sha, sha, sha. Kudos, Pizza Man. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Joined by Mr. Kloss to Cross. Jason Kloss is with us. How are you, pal? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. So you and Jim Kelly know each other from uh, Jim's Wingham days, I understand, right? Mm-hmm. That is yeah. Correct, yeah. So I know Jason. So here's a story. He he. This guy is a bit of a super athlete. About 15 years ago, would we say? Maybe close 12, to? Yeah, 12 years yeah. ago, he swam across Lake Huron. A reporter I was working with at the time went to report on the story, met Jason, fell in love, oh. and then I attended their wedding. So wow. this, so he's already accomplished one Great Lakes swim, and it led to a a wife and a child. <laughs> so who knows what this one will lead to? Yeah, Jason is uh, swimming across Lake Ontario this summer. You you say super athlete? It, it's amazing. I unassuming. I, looking at you, I wouldn't think that this guy is is Mr. Super Athlete. Sounds like an insult to me, Chad. I, I was going to say. Come in here with a six-pack or what? <laughs> he, he's lean. I haven't seen him with his shirt off. Well, the guy's not going to come in looking like Hulk Hogan if he's swimming across a lake. He's got to be uh, in well, good shape. You, you see water polo players and you see uh, some Phelps. swimmers and they've got the, the massive shoulders, you know. Uh, uh, Jason, I'm not trying to offend you here. We're here to pump up your, your big swim, not to... It makes it exciting. Exciting, though. Taz says he doesn't think Jason think can make it, it across. Absolutely. Yeah, the challenge is on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I have seen stuff like this before, and it is remarkable. How do you get to the point where you decide that lake is there? I'm going to swim across it, Jason. Yeah, the first time around was, was inspired by my grandfather. So he had swam Lake Huron at the age of 50. Uh, took him 36 hours to, to complete. Um, I was able to do it in 26 hours and three minutes, but had a little different... Rub uh, that in. Yeah, no, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had 10, 12-foot waves through most of the night, where, wow. whereas mine only got to, I think, four to six feet. But um, yeah, it's uh, it, it was inspired by him and then had said I'd never do it again. And this time around was really... Uh, he had uh, died from dementia and Alzheimer's and then had another... Uh, friend who had uh, died of suicide and wanted to do something and uh, figured this was the uh, this was the thing that I could do to raise awareness uh, for for the cause Cam H Foundation and uh, yeah hopefully help some people out. So it's it's a mental health awareness charity, correct? Absolutely, yeah. So Cam H is uh, the largest uh, research hospital for mental health in in Canada, and uh, they do a lot of great work around. Uh, around that so good on you man because like you said you did not want to do it again because it does sound like a nightmare i read an article about your original swim and you said at one point you were falling asleep you were puking throughout the night too (laughs) what is what is this the tough i mean it all sounds impossible but what is the toughest part about doing a trek like this this time around is knowing what I'm going to go through. So, <laughs> so you're, yeah. you were you were ignorant before. So yeah, yeah, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. It is absolutely. So yeah, you know, some people will say knowing what to expect is is good, but I feel like this time around, it's uh, knowing what to expect is actually a detriment. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was it was not fun. Now, is this the full on like you are? 
you're not touching uh, any boats. If you stop swimming, you have to tread water. I, I did. Uh, I was on the crew for a swim in Kingston. Uh, Vicki Keith is a very accomplished uh, marathon swimmer, and her husband did a crossing, and I was with Vicki next to him on the kayak. And I didn't realize, like, if you're doing this, you can't come up to the kayak and put your arms there, take a break, have a snack, and then start swimming again. If you are eating, if you're going to the bathroom... I do that anyway. Whatever you're doing, you got to keep moving in the water, and you can't have any assistance of any kind, or it is not a valid crossing. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, first time I I did the crossing, I did wear a wetsuit, so this time I'm not going to be wearing a wetsuit. It's got to be a full-fledged Speedo. Um, Goggles, swim cap, can't wear my smartwatch or anything. Um, Yeah, so it's pretty pretty strict on the the rules, but yeah, no touching boats, no getting out of the water for... Uh, until I get to the other side in Toronto. Taz mentioned eating. So are you eating? How many calories do you have to, because you're moving nonstop. Are you pounding like 5,000 calories or something or what? A a lot, yeah. So a little bit of, uh, you know, different eating strategies that I've heard of, but uh, there's like this stuff called goo. It's basically like a gel pack. Sounds good. Sounds awesome. (laughs) They've got lots (laughs) of lovely flavors. Give me two goos, please. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's one that's caramel macchiato. Oh, that's nice. Campfire s'mores. Italian goo. (laughs) led with that. <laughs> I should have, yeah. They should maybe lead with that. But, um, yeah, so it's just lots of calories in and lots of calories out. Absolutely. Uh, you, uh, your, your face is in the water. You know, you're kind of sensory deprived when you're doing a swim like this. From a mental standpoint, uh, what are you thinking about? Are you counting your your strokes or like singing you, songs in your head? Uh, yeah, how do you keep your brain occupied during a twenty plus hour swim across Lake Ontario? Some weird thoughts that go through your head. You know, um, definitely you think about all kinds of random things. You hallucinate a little bit. Um, I remember, yeah, you start seeing stuff at the bottom of the lake? Yeah, bottom of the lake or like things off Pirates in the Pirates are chasing you? Absolutely. <laughs> that that could be motivation. Though, <laughs> <laughs> There's a pirate ship kind of thing that's kind of <laughs> sunk off the coast there you might see. So. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's Your mind just wanders and goes in, in different directions and you think about things like when I'm training I'll, I'll be thinking about how many little tiles are on the bottom of the, bottom of the pool and hmm. whatever. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a Mental challenge more than more than physical, I would say. Okay, August the 11th is when you are going to launch. Uh, so the 12th, you will be arriving in Toronto. Where exactly are you leaving from in Niagara on the Lake, and where are you coming into Toronto? Yeah, so Niagara on the Lake, it's uh, just on the one side of the, uh, I believe, the Yacht Club there, and then finishing in Maryland Bell Park in Toronto. Very nice. Yeah. And we'll remind people uh, closer to your swim so we can get some supporters out there and we'll keep uh, tabs on you while you're in the water as well. I think Jim should go on the kayak next to you. I will if you need a guy. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Do you have a sailboat by any chance? <laughs> I don't, but we can put a, I saw that you do need a sailboat. You need a volunteer with a sailboat to help, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. On Lake Ontario, because getting one from Lake here onto Ontario is, is quite difficult. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So it needs to be a sailboat? Preferably. I have a pontoon. I can putt along with the pontoon behind you all day. I don't know if you want to be in the middle of Lake Ontario with a pontoon. <laughs> okay, in the fair of enough. <laughs> but yes, I would love to be there at least when you launch. And if I can get on a, k- a kayak and ride beside you if you need some support, absolutely I would. Well, we will post, we have posted all the details for your swim. If people want to donate, the name of the foundation again that the money is going to? Yeah, it's Cam H. 
Cam H, and that's Mental Health Awareness. We've posted that. Uh, also, if you want to contact us, and we can get you in touch with Jason, if you do have a sailboat, we're not joking about that. It would be greatly appreciated. And just to get the donations rolling, you guys are giving away a trip to Vegas, right? That's right, yeah. So we had a, 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 tr- a, a trip to Vegas donated by uh, Action Trailers, and they're, uh, we'll be able to give that away. So every $20 donation, you'll get your name entered into a draw for a, a trip for two to Vegas. Sweet. Right on. The website is is cross2cross.com or find all the details for Jason's marathon swim coming up this summer on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Thanks, Jason. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Drama is increasing with Motley Crue. They've got a... uh, a lawsuit going between Mick Mars and the rest of the band. And Mick Mars now uh, uh, alleging that Motley Crue fake plays when they're doing live concerts. Oh, snap. They're not actually playing their instruments. <laughs> Nikki Six uh, on the final uh, uh, tour with Mick Mars was trying to get in Mick Mars's head, saying that the crowd was... Uh, complaining about his playing, telling Mars that he was playing the wrong chords, even when he wasn't, just to... Mm. Gaslighting him? Yeah, he wanted him off the tour, I believe. Because I, I heard his health isn't that great. In this new tour, he was only going to do a couple of dates. This was what Mick Mars was saying publicly, but the band was like, you're not doing any dates, and they had a backup guitarist to replace him. They're getting in a fight over who was going to get paid what. So then Mick Mars drops the Britney Spears, you're not singing live bomb. Yeah. But I've seen videos of Vince Neil actually sing live, and I think we're better off. I'll take the fake uh, backing vocal track. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, uh, I wonder if a class action lawsuit against a band, if you found out, like the Millie Vanilli thing. Anyone who paid for concert tickets for Millie Vanilli should get their money back, right? <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, if you enjoy singing, you think you're being sold a ticket to see a band perform live. Yeah. And if you find out they're using a backing track and they're, or they're not actually singing or playing their instruments, isn't that uh, deceitful? Fraud? Fraud, yeah. I think if you enjoyed the show, it doesn't really matter. And I think, I don't, I don't know if I'd want to peel back any layers of this. I think we might be surprised how many bands are using backup tracks. <laughs> I've heard a lot of rumors about a lot of bands. Yeah. And there's video of Motley Crue where like Tommy Lee hasn't sat down at the drum kit yet, and the drums That's start right. playing. Yeah, in the last tour, there was that. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure they don't want to stir the pot anymore. That was the countin'. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Yeah, but so. there's a lot of accusations out there about that behavior. So. Hopefully, this lawsuit gets even nastier, and we find out more secrets from Motley Crue. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Just uh, looking at Facebook here and. I saw this post from Weird James, our buddy Weird James. says, it's pretty wild to see parents in pajama pants dropping their kids off at school. Is is that a faux pas? No pajama pants with the drop-off in the morning? I think give the parents a break. Who cares? I pick my son up from school after my afternoon nap, and I'll be wearing sweatpants. Yeah, I don't like the sweat. I don't like the. I don't mind the sweatpants. I don't like the pajama pants at the grocery store or Walmart. Like, I don't. I'm not judging anybody too harshly, but you got to put in the bare minimum of effort. <laughs> but I, everybody's rushing around in the morning. If you get your, sometimes you don't have time. Get your kid yeah. to school on time is the priority. You're barely stepping out of the vehicle most of the time. So who just cares? wear dressy pajama pants. 
Make sure they're classy pajama pants if you're going to wear them in public. Well, don't you have those pajama pants that look like jeans? No, those are sweatpants that look like jeans. <laughs> well, I guess you can I still... have slept in them, so yeah. I guess technically they're also pajamas. Sure, who would know? Get one that looks like cargo pants. <laughs> You'll like this. This is about uh, four in the afternoon yesterday. I was driving, and I saw a guy, looked like a student, full pajamas, house coat on, flip-flops, walked across the street, went into a plaza, marijuana dispensary. Wow. <laughs> like, this Holy. kid is ready for 420. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing he's ready for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, house coat, pajamas, flip-flops. That's I mean, a look. That's a Hugh Hefner look. <laughs> that's the only one who's pulled that off. And not surprising, out of all the places in the plaza, the dispensary was where he ended up. <laughs> <laughs> Straight back home. He's he's not doing anything to uh, to counteract the stereotype yeah. of the the stoner, right? This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hey, we want to send our best out to Jamie Fox. He's in the hospital right now. Yeah, I hate that these uh, these celebrities that we grew up watching are now. Showing their age, they're starting. The wheels are starting to come off. It looks like. But What's J- going Jamie on with Fox, Jamie Foxx? He looks so healthy. He was just training to be Mike Tyson, so it's a huge shock. It's uh, a medical complication. Um, they're being kind of vague about it. But last week, uh, his daughter shared on Instagram that her father, Jamie Foxx, had experienced a health-related incident last Tuesday. Uh, she didn't specify exactly what happened, but she added to her post that due to quick action and great care, her father was on his way uh, to recovery. Um, he's been in Atlanta filming the Netflix movie Back in Action with Cameron Diaz, so he is currently working. Uh, whether or not he'll be back on set anytime soon, I'm not sure. Uh, the, the source did not elaborate as to whether Fox still has scenes to film or not or will be back on set, but we're obviously wishing him the best. The good thing is he's rich and he's famous, so I'm sure he's getting the best care possible. Here's another one. Ray Romano just got a stent put in to deal with a 90% artery blockage. Everybody loves Raymond. Send him your, uh, your thoughts here. He says, I know in my head I don't feel that old. In my body, I'm getting a couple of notices that I am that old. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to get ahead of it, though. His doctor says he uh, needed to go on cholesterol medication about 20 years ago. He tried to manage it himself by eating right, uh, but he'd always go back to his old habits. He says he knows better now. I started on the meds. My cholesterol dropped right away. If I could go back 20 years, I would have went on the meds, you know? Like the doctor recommended. Yeah, usually you should take that advice. Especially when you just taking a pill. Jamie Foxx, get well soon, fellas. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? We are joined by our sports guy, Devin Peacock. We got to take a picture of this man and post it on social media. He's glowing. <laughs> Literally, he, the light is bouncing off of you with that white, crisp, clean, white Toronto Maple Leafs jersey on, Dev. You got to thank uh, National Sports for going out of business for me having this jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you got they that are pricey. Clear and sale? Clear and sale. When they went out of business a couple years ago, I pounced. <laughs> Did you have the option to get a blue one, or were there only white ones left? Only white ones left. 
at this for my size. Now you got two teams playing tonight, very similar color schemes. So very true. You, you don't have too many cocktails while you're watching the game. You might get <laughs> inappropriately excited. Not gonna happen. Not possible. <laughs> never could happen. You want to start with the Leafs and Lightning here? We're doing picks for the uh, playoff series in the NHL starting tonight. Let's start with the uh, Leafs and Lightning. I've been reading uh, some Tampa Bay media to see what they're saying about Toronto, what they're talking about, uh, saying about Tampa. Uh, they're, they seem a little bit, a little bit nervous. Uh, they're a bit down on this year's team. The Lightning have basically been a 500 team since the All-Star break and there are a lot of uh, pressure points where they're a little bit worried about how this might go. But when you look at the Leafs in the playoffs the last couple of decades Mm -hmm. they have not won a first round series since 2005. Has anyone noticed? No, I don't think... This is the first time anyone's ever heard of it. Yeah. So, but here's the, here's the thing for the Leafs. Their playoffs, uh, they have not had a playoff series that has been shorter than six or seven games since 2001. So, like, even when you're making picks with the Leafs, when they were making the playoffs on a consistent basis, they still didn't go uh, fewer than six or seven games. They had one series against Ottawa 2001 where they swept the Senators. That's it in the past 22 years. So for this series... I'm going to pick seven games for Toronto because that's just what they do. Okay. Wow. Seven games for Toronto. You got the Rangers and Devils at 7 o'clock tonight. What do you like there? I like that as a seven-game series. I, I would go for uh, the Devils in that situation as well. I think these are like both... Both the Leafs and the Lightning and the Devils and the Rangers are going to be like two of the, the very best series, I think. Now, Tampa, if, if they, they've been an under 500 team on the road this year, so home ice really could come into play for Toronto. So it's possible Toronto jumps out, but I'm taking nothing for granted for the Devils and for okay, the Rangers. Yeah, we've moved on from Toronto. I know. Now. I'm just saying for the, for, the, for the Devils and the Rangers, I think that's going to be a fantastic series. The Devils are a really exciting team. They have some of the old supplemental scoring that the Lightning had. Uh, Palat's on their team now, so I would give the edge to the Devils. The Jets, Golden Knights tonight. I would uh, pick the uh, the Golden Knights. I don't think the uh, the Jets are very good. I don't think they're going to... I mean, I, I would go five games for the Golden Plus, Knights. as you've said, you made it very clear yesterday, you don't want any other Canadian team having a chance to win the Stanley Cup. That's right. If I can't uh, cheer, then no one in Canada <laughs> can cheer. Kraken Avalanche at 10 p.m. tonight. Uh, this is exciting because this is, you know, Seattle. Uh, yeah. This is their second year in the NHL. And... Um, uh, they're going against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Uh, Colorado's uh, a bit banged up for this series. They do have home ice advantage, but I think uh, Seattle could pull this out. It'll go Seattle in six games. All right. Where are you watching the game tonight? I'm just watching it all. I mean, uh, uh, so other games, I'll you know, go to a bar or something. But you will go out in public and watch a game, but the first one you need to get in the zone. Game one, uh, I'm just going to be me. So if my neighbors hear some yelled, loud yelling and screaming and anything, it's not anyone getting murdered. It's just me watching a hockey game. Might be your hopes and dreams getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dev. We are uh, brand new here in the studio that has been renovated for us, and it's feeling like a big room. 
Does it sound any different? Let us know. <laughs> Can you hear an echo almost in here after we were st- stuck in the, uh, the small studio down the hall for a couple of weeks? Be curious to know if you can sonically hear any sort of difference in the uh, in the sound. I wonder. Hey, uh, kudos to our engineers, Dave, Andy, Steve, who did a great job putting this together, and they saved this for me. I asked uh, if they would do this. You know, when you buy electronics, there's often a thin little uh, like plastic uh, covering. Oh yeah, on, on the a, screen. On a screen. Yeah. Or Look at these, uh, the headphone jack things that they installed. So they're white colored, but they're supposed to be black. So this is plastic, Jim. Oh. And I said, can you leave that plastic on there so Jim and I can have the satisfaction of peeling it off? <laughs> look, at, look at this. Let's get the microphone over here. I love doing this. Oh, Taz, you rushed it. You got to take your time with it. Yeah, nice and yeah. Slow. oh my God, side. don't waste it. You want me to go slow yeah. with this side? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is satisfying. I like when it stretches. It's like, it's like bubble wrap, you yeah. know? Oh, oh that's yeah. good. That's good. Now you're going to scratch it immediately. <laughs> exactly. Like if my parents buy something, they will leave the plastic on until it falls off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the uh, the display on the VCR yeah. in our house had plastic on it. It's a protective shield. I think it's entire life. Hold on, let me get this one. They do look nice, though. Oh, oh that yeah. one's nice. It's got like a pattern on it, too. There you go. I'll let you do the other one. That was satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's official. Open for business. <laughs> This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Did you hear the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing tonight? Riley holds the puck in. Centering pass to Barnes. Right in front. Big shot. Score! They score! Austin Matthews has won the game! The Leafs win it in overtime! Turned over at center. Here's Barger. And Matthews. Barger. Matthews. Scores! Here's Nylander. Late stages of the period. Maybe a chance in front. Scores! John Tavares with 7.8, and in stunning fashion, the Leafs lead it. The pressure is a privilege. Um, there's a lot of teams that are not playing hockey this time of the year that have no pressure, and they have no privilege or opportunity to compete in the playoffs with the type of team that we have, so we're, we're excited to get going. It's another opportunity that, uh, as a group, uh, we've worked really hard to earn, and uh, we're excited about and you know, back to playoff hockey and, and have an opportunity to uh, to go on a run. Well, yeah, this is the best time of the year. You know, this is you know what you play for all season, and to finally have it uh, right here on the doorstep of it, it's uh, yeah, it's the most fun uh, the game is. It's going to be uh, extremely competitive, extremely difficult, but uh, an exciting challenge. Jim, you nervous? You excited? How you feeling? Pal? I'm excited. I mean, it's kind of low stakes. It's like we just have to get past the first round. That's all <laughs> we need. Get the monkey off the back, and and we'll talk about the Stanley Cup run after that. But just I I, I have a strong feeling they can get out of the first round here, and I'm just hoping it happens. I was digging around in my uh, my drawers. You know, I went to um, uh, Florida with my son. We went and saw a Tampa Bay Lightning game. Mm-hmm. And I got a shirt while I was down there. I was looking for my Tampa Bay Lightning shirt to mm-hmm. wear in 
to the studio today. Mm-hmm. Don't give me an evil an evil eye. That's fighting attire. No, no, I'm doing it for you. Why? Well, for years now, everybody has given me grief when I cheer for a team and they lose. They say there's a Taz jinx or a Taz curse. Mm-hmm. So I thought, out of the goodness of my heart, for you, for Devin Peacock, and for all the Toronto Maple Leaf fans out there, I would cheer for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round of the playoffs, ensuring okay. that they lose. Okay, but you can't. Now, you have to be honestly cheering for them, though. You can't just wear a jersey and be like, you know, just trying to get under Devin Peacock's skin. You need to have skin in the game. So, because if they win, like, you need to put money on it, I think. Yeah, maybe. So that so you because you kind of test last night and I put some money on the Florida Panthers to beat the Boston Bruins and guess what happened? Florida lost. Yeah. So I'll do it. Because yeah, if you just say you're cheering for Tampa, you have to give me the money though. (laughs) That doesn't work. No, because you're you're. I know you're secretly cheering for the Leafs. So you, so I need you actually cheering. I'm not cheering secretly f- cheering for the Leafs. I've t- said this over and over again. I'm not a Leaf fan. Uh, it's too late for me to jump on that bandwagon. I was an Oiler fan as a little kid. Gretzky left. So did my fandom. I am, was born in Ottawa. I tried to get on the Senators bandwagon. That never took. So now I'm just kind of out in the wind. I'm not cheering for anybody. Just jinxing as you go. Just jinxing teams. <laughs> okay. And you, got, you got to put 20 bucks at least. $20 of I guess it has to be my money cuz otherwise there's no consequence to yeah. me. I can't use your cash. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But if you win, I mean you odds are you will. I hate to say it. Just looking at the past, not even looking at the season that, that the Leafs just had versus Tampa Bay. I mean I, you've got a good chance to win your money back, so you don't have to feel bad about uh, putting You think up. you're saying Tampa has a chance to win. For sure they do. Okay. The pressure is on. Like he, the guy, buddy just I'll said, pressure t- is a privilege, but the the pressure is on the Leafs. I'll put uh, twenty dollars on Tampa to win tonight. We'll okay. see if that works. It better. You're welcome in advance. <laughs> this better work. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Again, some text messages, Jim. People are in, in very interested to know what has happened with my ingrown hair. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> it was one of the grossest conversations we've had in recent memory, and I'm still <laughs> staring at it. I, I apologize, man. I did the. Um, I, I won't get into detail. Was, I wish something gross has ha- had happened, but I put a warm uh, face cloth on it yesterday, hot face cloth, and that seemed to like loosen things up a little bit, but I'm still waiting for that hair to come out of there. Let me give, I hate to ask, but let me see a... <sighs> At least my the rest of my beard is growing a bit, so Slightly. it's hiding it a little bit. A little bit. It's You're hiding to keep in the that shadows beard forever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's still there. And yes, uh, just like it, we were texted by one of the listeners, is that goiter still living rent free in your head, Taz? <laughs> yeah, it's living rent free on my neck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's still there. But honestly, it's like if it stays any longer, you might have to start charging something because. Uh... <laughs> It's, it's going to be a human soon. It's got some real estate. <laughs> Jeez. You think you get out of puberty and you don't have to worry about that kind of thing anymore, but I guess <laughs> not. Mid-40s, still happening. Second puberty.